Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Here's my favorite rant for the day, excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. Greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth and justice, believers in peace, freedom and the American way. Hey, great to have you with us. A lot in the news. Stormy Daniels, ID the thug, right? That's the hashtag. Um, I'm, I don't think they have the website. I, I tried to look at that. I got a security alert from my computer, so don't do that. Uh, but the email address for Michael Avenatti, if you know who this guy is, and you can see the picture, it's going to be all over TV. If you go to Twitter, just plug in hashtag ID the thug. Uh, you know, you'll, all the pictures will pop up. Kind of looks like, you know, the love child of Anthony Scaramucci and Ann Coulter. I mean, it's just, it's, he looks a lot like Scaramucci, actually. I mean, not entirely, but, but I think that, you know, if, if it was Scaramucci, the Stormy Daniels by now would have said, hey, you know, I recognize that guy. He's on TV all the time. And, and, and plus, you know, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing the Mooch would do. Hey, nice little kid there. Be a shame if he didn't have his mother. Uh, you know, I mean, you can see... You can see the mooch, you know, kind of joking like that, maybe, or talking like, you know, but actually threatening a woman's child. I, I don't know. I'm inclined to think he's more benign than that, but who knows? Sean Hannity claims to be a journalist on the one hand and claims to be a client of Michael Cohen on the other. There's, there's something really funky here. I mean, there's something like, just like wrong with this. And and in fact, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to toss the phone lines open for, for you to share your opinion on this. Um, Hannity and Cohen, in agreement, you know, Cohen, Cohen asserted that his client, his third client, did not want his identity revealed. Which, in any rational universe, means that in all probabilities, Scara, uh, Scaramucci, uh, Michael Cohen and Sean Hannity at least had a conversation about this. And Hannity said, uh, don't put my name out there. Right. Because that's what Cohen is asserting is that his client doesn't want his name out in public and he doesn't want his client's name out in public. So then the name comes out and then Hannity goes, I'm not a client. I never paid him. I never paid an invoice to Michael Cohen. Well, gee, Michael Cohen worked through a law firm. Did you ever pay an invoice to the law firm? You know, keep in mind, Donald Trump is saying, hey, I don't know where that 130 grand for, for uh, Stormy Daniels came from. 
maybe Michael Cohen just fixes things for friends of the Don, right? I mean, he works for a mob boss. He works for the Trump crime family. He just fixes things. You know, there's a, there's a couple of stories floating around that uh, a year or three ago, he fixed a, an affair that Don Jr. was having. Now, I, I haven't seen any definite confirmation of that, so I'm not asserting it, but it's out there. So what do you think Hannity was hiding? I mean, it, there, one of two things is true. Either Sean Hannity is lying about his relationship with Michael Cohen, why Michael Cohen calls him a client. Either Hannity is lying about that and hoping that it never sees the light of day because it's in the proper, you know, it's in the hands of the feds and they're not going to release it unless it has a material uh, relationship to this whole issue of, um, you know, broadly uh, to the whole issue of whether Donald Trump, you know, colluded with the Russians or committed other crimes. And so if, if it was Hannity personal, if he was like fixing Hannity after a, uh, what do they call him during uh, Bill Clinton's presidency? Bimbo alerts, bimbo eruptions. If he was fixing, you know, an affair for Hannity, then Hannity may be thinking, you know, this is just an affair. It's not going to get into the news. And, uh, you know, the feds aren't going to release it because it has nothing to do with Donald Trump being a criminal. On the other hand, if what he was fixing or helping Hannity with was Hannity, and there's considerable speculation about this, that Hannity was somehow colluding with Julian Assange and the Russians around the release of the Clinton emails, then you got a whole other thing. And that's something that, you know, hey, you would expect would become public. But I'm guessing if Hannity thinks he can lie his way out of this, assuming that that's what he does, what he's doing, and, and it may well not be, right? I mean, as I said, there's one or two possibilities. Either Hannity's lying or Michael Cohen is lying. The problem that I have is, and I, you know, I don't want to get too... Uh, inside Sean Hannity's head, I think everybody's, uh, you know, entitled to the presumption of innocence. And certainly if this was me out there, I would be, uh, on the one hand, expecting commentators like me to be talking about it. But on the other hand, um, wincing when they, when they draw personal conclusions. But because these two guys are contradicting each other, one of them must be lying. Right. Michael Cohen is saying Hannity is his number three client, a big client, big deal. I'm not sure he used the word big, but I mean, you know, to be a client, right, <laughs> there's got to be something there. Right. And Hannity is saying, no, 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 I'm not his client. All I ever did was ask him real estate advice. Michael Cohen, by the way, is not a real estate lawyer. Trump has a whole law firm of real estate lawyers. Michael Cohen is not part of that. Michael Cohen, as far as anybody can tell, pays off women, which raises another interesting question. And, and, you know, back in the, back in the seventies, I owned an herbal tea company, uh, Terry O'Connor and I owned an herbal tea company and we sold a, an herbal tea with ginseng in it to Larry Flint and helped make Larry Flint a lot of money. 
in the very early days of Hustler magazine. It was just, you know, the ads were on the back cover of the magazine. And uh, Larry made money, we made money, and a lot of people bought a lot of ginseng, right, which is supposed to be an aphrodisiac. And I'd been to Larry's Hustler Club and, you know, seen the place and his office and everything. And I, yeah, I always liked Larry. He was a decent guy. Still is. But it never occurred to me that being a centerfold was anything more than, in terms of long-term opportunity, anything more than an opportunity to be a model, basically, or to be a porn star. But both Donald Trump and this guy, Elliot Broidy, this, uh, the number two guy in the RNC Finance Committee, for Broidy, Michael Cohen arranged a $1.6 million payment. And this wasn't like on the back end of an affair, like with, with Trump and Stormy Daniels. This was up front as far as I can tell, or at least that's how it's characterized in the media, that it was basically, you know, he said to this woman who was a Playboy bunny, if you will sleep with Mr. Broidy exclusively, you don't have sex with anybody else, you sleep with Mr. Broidy exclusively for one year, you get $1.6 million. Now, some might call that prostitution. Others might call it an arrangement. I mean, if there had been a, a marriage at the beginning of it, a divorce at the end of it, you would call it alimony, I suppose, which is sort of how Trump does it. You know, he, he has these prenuptials that last three or four years. And if anybody's unfaithful during that period of time, then the prenuptials shot to hell, which is how he, you know, screwed Marla Maples out of a whole pile of money. Although now it's starting to look like maybe Trump had an affair when Marla Maples was pregnant, in which case maybe she can relitigate her settlement. But in any case, I, I digress. It raises the question, is being a Playboy centerfold, a Playboy bunny, does that, is, is there a whole like sub-industry among billionaires in the United States and, and multi-multi-millionaires like Broidy of basically hiring playmates? I mean, do, do these guys, these really obscenely rich, these morbidly rich guys, do they sit there and go through, hey, hey look at this month's centerfold. Hey, uh, uh, Michael, uh, uh, let me get Michael on the phone. Hey, Michael, would you, would you contact, uh, oh, let's see, uh, uh, Susie Q here uh, for the Playmate of the Month and, and offer her 1.6 million bucks if she'll just sleep with me for a year. Would you do that? I mean, is that a thing? Like, like I said, I, you know, I, I used to do business with, with Larry Flint. I thought I understood that business. I had no idea. On the other hand, I wasn't, you know, like inside it or anything. I mean, I just sold the guy ginseng. So <laughs> who knows? But there is something strange going on here. There, and, and, and we're seeing now, and this might be another thing that will uh, be a challenge for Donald Trump electorally, is that we're starting to see the, way, the bad way that very, very rich men behave. How they play if you want to call it that, what they do. I mean, you know, his, his non-giving to charity, his lots of giving to women that he sleeps with. This is a very strange subculture. This is the Tom Hartman Program. I mean, Trump can yell and scream all day long about welfare queens and all this stuff. He's got this new executive order to take food stamps away from people. But I think the real screwed up culture is the billionaire class. 